Welcome to Transcendent. I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. And I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. Today we're going to play a little bit of a game. I've seen this on TikTok. I love games. Yeah, we do. We play a lot of games in yes, our family. Yes, we do. I've seen this on TikTok where somebody will take a list of words in the LGBTQ community and they'll say them to a parent and have the parent guess. I just want to let everybody know I have not seen this list before. So I might know some of these words. I might surprise you and know all of these words. Or, on the other hand, I might surprise myself and not know anything. <laughs> Let's see how we do. Yeah. Um, and these, I, I pulled these words sort of at random uh, from various communities. Now, I'm not as well connected among gay men, so... There's less terms from that, but other pieces I probably know pretty well. Let's start off, first of all, with just the acronym. Of course, we talk on this show a lot about LGBTQ+. Do you know all those letters, what each one of those is? L? What's the L? Um, lesbian. Okay. And G? Gay. B? Bisexual. Bisexual. T? Trans. Transgender. Okay, Q? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, queer. queer. Generally for queer, or sometimes it can also be for questioning. Sometimes you will see it expanded out, and I just grabbed one of them, uh, LGBTQIA2+, or sometimes 2S+. Let's see if you can get these, and I bet you can't on these. Hmm. I. Uh, Do you have any idea what the I would be in LGBTQI? Independent. That oh, It's kind of independent from the other ones. Uh, it stands for intersex. That's the word for somebody that was born with reproductive organs of both sexes. Okay. That's called intersex. Oh. Um, and how frequent is that? I, well, from what I have read, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I remember the statistic that it's about as common as somebody having naturally red hair. So it's much more common than you would think. Wow. Yes. Yes. Much more common than you would think. And then A. I'm going to guess asexual. I think that is generally what most folks mean. There can be a few other A's on there, and we'll talk about some of those as well later on in the list. And then two or sometimes two S. Wow. Um, I don't have a... Any idea. You wouldn't know this, and I only know it because of other people telling me, but this is not our tradition. Native American traditions oh. will have a more than one gender, and so there's actually a category. I understand this is, uh, this is well out of my realm of speaking, you know, with what I know, but I know that some transgender people in that variety of ethnic groups will be revered as being two-spirit, oh. being, being neither man nor woman, but being two-spirit. So um, okay. and then the plus, of course, is Anything because that it's doesn't fit in the other so categories. large. Yes. Let's talk about a few more. These are a little more slangy here. A chaser. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that is uh, a, a supplement uh, that uh, somebody would take uh, uh, who is taking hormone therapy. Oh, like you would take the hormones and then you'd have something else in addition to it. Yeah, be oh, like, yeah. A, like your well, chaser. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. I'll have a chaser. 
<laughs> what this one is, in the transgender community, particularly among trans feminine people, there will be some straight guys that really, really like trans women, but, and this is, un- unfortunately, this is more of a negative word. Wow. Because oftentimes, they want to be with transgender women, but they don't want to have a relationship. They don't want a girlfriend, or they don't want to date us. It's more of a fetish, and then once they're done, they want to kind of keep us a secret. So that kind of person is called a chaser. Hmm. Yeah, and it can be really hard for, for trans women that are looking to date somebody and really are yearning for a relationship with a guy to only encounter chasers because then what it means is that you, you end up being, you feel like your very identity is really nothing more than a fetish to this guy. And that can be really disappointing. Okay. Okay, how about this next term, clock? What does clock mean when we talk about transgender issues? It means uh, how... How far along are you before you have completely transgender? Oh, that that's a good... This is sort of like uh, LGBTQ balderdash. What do you think? Because you're the listener. Do you agree with that? Uh, unfortunately, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, clock is used as a verb, and it's what somebody would do when they recognize that you're transgender. So oh. if I go out in public and somebody... And I can tell... Oh, somebody's clocked me. They look at me and they say, "Oh, that's somebody who's transgender." They, yeah, they've clocked me. I would say probably if I was going to come up with a word, I would say, "Oh, I've been made." Yeah, I, I could see that, and yeah, but uh, this is the word that we will typically use. The next one is fish. Now, this one, I'll already tell you. This one we might cut out. <laughs> It's oh. a little bit, this one is a little bit racy, but it's a very common one, again, among trans-feminine people. Uh, somebody who's gullible. <laughs> right. You got fished in. Yes. Uh, actually, well, in this case, it is somebody that is so, um, is is seen so much as a woman that they so you would call them they're really fish and what that means what that means is they exude womanhood so much that they smell like fish wow wow that's interesting um that one is a big surprise but it's used really very very commonly among trans women Hmm. To say, oh yeah, that's that's really fish. Uh, yeah. The next word is pass. What does the word pass mean? Oh, that means that you uh, pass for uh, for somebody that you're trying to pass as. Right. Yes. And this one you've heard me talking about. That sure. You pass pretty well, or you don't pass so well, or. You know, it's difficult if you go through life and, and you're struggling to pass. Yeah, that's a term that we use commonly. Uh-huh. How about ace? Uh, I would say that means when you, um, when, you, when you are totally convincing, you aced it. 
Oh, that sounds good. I like that one. Sometimes I like your definitions better than the actual one. This one, we're moving away from transgender words here specifically. And this one is just a shortened version of asexual. Oh. So if somebody is asexual, it means that they're they don't really experience attractions to either men or women or really any gender. They, that's just something that's not foreign. It, it just is foreign to them. Uh, oftentimes I've heard it described as like, you know, uh, I heard somebody say when, like, if you're going to go on a date, maybe you go bowling one time. And then you think, oh, that was a fun date. Now the next time we want to do something else, and maybe the next time we do something else. And for somebody that's asexual, oftentimes that can be what intercourse is like. Like, okay, well, that was maybe fine for one time, but do we have to do that all the time? Oh, yeah. So, and that's the shortened version of it is ace. Uh, The next one then is arrow. All right. I think that that's a straight person. That would be a good one. It's probably more pronounced arrow oh. because it's just like ace. This one is short for aromantic. So same idea with somebody that's asexual is not experiencing sexual attraction towards somebody. Aromantic is somebody that doesn't experience romantic so attraction le- towards anybody. Let me see if I get this right. So then an arrow doesn't have a bow. An arrow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that took me a little bit. Yes, that's right. Yes, I see it. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're gonna skip a couple lines down here to the next one. The, uh, the I w- would like to have you read this one. This one that starts with C. How do you think that one is pronounced? Sished, or it looks like sishet. Yeah. S I or excuse me, C I S H E T. Yeah. Okay. Now you know what this word is made up of, but you're not used to seeing those two together. And if I tell you where the break is, you will know what this word means. The break comes between the letters S and H. That's what I thought. Yep. So uh, cisgender, right, is yes. the first part, and the second part is uh. Heterosexual. Heterosexual. So we would say cishet. And it's a term that's used oftentimes in the transgender community to say we want to very quickly talk about the other people, kind of the mainstream that we we are in and about through our whole lives. And we say, you know, when we're out and about among cishet people, oftentimes it can be difficult for people to understand us or, you know, this or that. It's a very quick way to talk about people that are not transgender, or LGBTQ in some way. You know, I'm just getting here. I'm just starting to understand. You guys can get together and talk a lot, and I wouldn't have a clue what you guys are talking about. It's true. But if you think about it, that is the case with any community. Of course it is. When I was in the Army, we could say all kinds of things, and people wouldn't have any idea what we were talking about. In fact... When I came home from the Army, I was so used to having that as part of my language that I would say that, and my mother didn't understand me at all. I can remember saying I was sitting at the table, and and over on the counter, she had a bowl of oranges. And I looked over there, and I said, I hear an orange. 
which we thought meant I would like an orange. And she said, what do you mean by that? <laughs> and when I told her, she said, I hear one too. <laughs> and you do, and you have continued to say that. I've grown up with you saying that all, all along. Hey, are you hearing it to play a game? Yeah, yeah, well, as a matter of fact, just coming off the press this week is my memoir. And it is called, I'm Hearing It. And uh, if, if you are interested and care, care to read it, you can buy it on Amazon, Amazon.prime, and just Google I'm Hearing It, and you'll be able to. It, it, it's I'm Hearing, H-E-A-R-I-N apostrophe. I'm Hearing It. And you can get that on Amazon.com. Yeah. Just go on there and do a search for that. All right. Then the next one is sometimes pronounced AFAB or AMAB. It's really, this is, I'll, I'll cue, cue you in. This is an abbreviation, A-F-A-B or A-M-A-B. Something female and something male. Oh, that's right. You got that part right. Okay. This, I'll give you a hint as to what it, what it, what we use it for is uh, um, in what we might call cishat groups that don't understand transgender issues. They might ask a question like, Okay, well, what were you born as, or what did you used to be? Oh. Well, obviously, among the transgender community, we don't want to use that language because that feels very unaffirming. So we, but we need a way to talk about where did we come from, and so this is uh, an acronym that we use to talk about where we where we come from. And okay. d does that give you any ideas to what those might stand for? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh no, it doesn't. <laughs> and I wouldn't expect it to. It took me a while. I think probably it took me a year or maybe even two years to learn a lot of these. And this was one of those that took me a while. That stands for assigned female at birth oh. or assigned male at birth. I should have got that. There are other forms of this as well. Um, and I can't remember what they are offhand because these are the ones that I tend to use. Uh -huh. But it's a very quick way to say, I might say, uh, I'm an AMAB person. And so that and I can then signal to another transgender person that I'm, you know, that I'm transgender or, you know, something about my history and where I came from. OK, the next one is not one that's used much anymore, but it's trans with an asterisk after it. Uh, trans with an asterisk after it. Well, I, it had something to do with transgender, I'm sure. Uh, and the asterisk means uh, you have completed it. <laughs> yeah, this one actually is, it's, you, it, I think you're reading more into it than it is. It was an intent, uh, it, the intent was to be more inclusive. We've kind of stopped using this term. It, back several years ago, probably a decade or more ago, you had that we were much more cognizant of the various kinds of people that were under the trans umbrella that you had some people calling themselves transgender uh some people calling themselves oh. uh, non-binary some people calling themselves uh transsexual um some people calling themselves uh, maybe just saying well i'm part of the trans community as well because i like to dress in drag and i perform at drag shows well, those are all very different experiences, 
and yet it's all some form of leaving whatever the the you know the mainstream gender is and coming out and so what they did is they made this term trans with an asterisk to say we're talking about all of those transgender identities transgender and trans all of these other things since then we mostly have just said trans is fine and we don't make a big deal out of it but you still might see it come up from time to time here and there okay then actually the next one there is that word and now i just mentioned it uh, the word transsexual now this one i know that you know what the word means but i wanted to talk a little bit about the word because it uh, it's different from what we mean when we talk about transgender and it's important to understand the distinction do you have any idea what the distinction might be Between transsexual and transgender? Yes. Uh, I'm guessing that if you're transsexual, it means that uh, uh, you, you have you have become transgender to one gender or the that opposite the gender you were originally, and but you have but you have also transgendered your at sexual attraction. Oh, that's, yeah, okay, I could see that. That would make some sense as well. Um, what it actually is, is it's really more of an archaic term. And uh, I would, I, I bring it up here mostly to let you know it's a word that you probably don't want to use anymore unless somebody chooses it for themselves. It's the word that was used more in probably the 70s and even into the 80s. Before transgender was really a thing, we, before we understood transgender issues. And back in those days, it was somebody saying, it, pretty much there was one narrative, and that is, I'm a woman born in a man's body, or I'm a man born in a woman's body. Mm -hmm. And once you recognize that, then the first thing was, and, and sometimes I'll still have people ask, did you get the surgery? And of course, that's not a polite question to ask uh, to any transgender person. We that's that's kind of a topic that is a personal issue unless they give you permission. But there are some trans folks that say, you know, for me the issue is not it's not gender. It is I want my body to match. It's not just how I how I. So gender is more about how you interact with society. It's the social expectations and the social norms. It's, it's speech affectations and how you dress and all of those things. That's gender. But some of the, especially more of the older generation of trans folks will say, but for me it's more than that. It really was getting my body to match up. So oftentimes it's much more of a focus on surgeries or uh, a, a different, a kind of a different outlook. And really, we would want to say, unless somebody chooses that word transsexual, it's really kind of an older term. It's, it's not really one that's in use much today. I'm flunking this test. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I picked ones that I thought would be more difficult. That's why I thought this would be fun. Okay, it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's a transgender balderdash, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next one, this is I'll I'll give you a hint. These next I went into more of a lesbian 
um, slang. So okay. that'll give you a little bit of a hint. Uh-huh. Gold star. Ah. Uh, somebody who is uh, uh, a perfect lesbian. Uh, you, yes, you're right. And do you have any idea what that means? I mean, it, when people use it, that's what they intend to imply. It it means that uh, that that other lesbians are would be attracted. Uh, all other lesbians would be attracted to her. Oh, yeah, that would be like uh, Shane on the L word for anybody that has watched that word. She was that person, but no, close. It's actually a a. a kind of a problematic word that's used in the community, but it means somebody, a lesbian that has never been with a man. Oh. So she keeps her gold star. Oh, okay. And I say it's problematic because it can really be used to, that's not the kind of thing that we want to be proud of, is what you have or have not done as if it somehow makes you better. But it is something that gets kind of tossed around from time to time. And it's it's an interesting word to use. How about this next one? You wouldn't think of this as an LGBTQ term at all. U-Haul. Do you have any idea what U-Haul means? Wow. Um, uh, it means that... <laughs> I'm going to guess on this one. It means that... Um, some of the traits before you were what you are now carry over. I, I like it. That, again, another good one. You like these good ones. <laughs> I do like these good ones. <laughs> there is a frequent joke that is made in the lesbian community that when two women get together, they fall in love immediately and they move in together on the first date. And so they bring the U-Haul right away. Oh. And so a U-Haul lesbian is someone that says, I eat, I never want to leave you. I, t- I heard somebody, a friend this weekend said, uh, a lesbian day can oftentimes go for four or five, six days at a time before it ends. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, the next one is uh, stud or butch. Uh, that would be... I. Um I'm guessing uh, probably um, a uh, a lesbian that that uh, uh, exhibits uh, male characteristics. I think I would just say yeah, yeah, more more masculine presenting. I got I one never, right. You, yes, you did. Uh, and in fact, now I hear the younger generation will actually use that word mask more frequently. In fact, I saw uh, so mask is short for masculine. Oh. And I saw I saw a TikTok where they said, oh, it was during right during the height of COVID. And they said or, you know, afterwards when everybody was getting vaccinated. But they said, uh, you know, oh, uh, we forgot we forgot to get our masks. And then they went over to the car and they opened the back seat. <laughs> and then you know, three, three masculine women get out. And, oh, you know, it's, so um, now there is one thing there is that in general, this also has this will surprise you. But there's some racial connotations to this that in general, White women are not called studs. Stud tends to be reserved more for women of color, and butch is more used for white women. Oh. And I have no idea why, but I know that that can be a very, very critical distinction. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, one one little thing there. Okay, this next one, queer baiting. Queer baiting. Leading them on. 
it is it is about leading them on, uh, but it's there's a specific context where we will normally talk about leading them on. Although uh, it could probably mean leading them on in whatever whatever sense, but there's one that I specifically think of. Leading them to believe that that uh, that you are what they uh, that you're gay or lesbian that you yeah, would be yeah, attracted yeah. to them when you're not right that probably would extend to that, but the main place that I hear this used is in film and television. Oh, that oftentimes in order to appeal to the LGBTQ plus community, the writers will make a character seem as if they are gay or queer. And and they start to have a budding romance that we know, you know, when you watch a straight romance, you see all the signs. We see it in every single movie that a glance over and you think, oh, okay, I know they're signaling yeah. to us those characters are going to get together. Well, they will do those same things and they'll they'll have that same glance, but in a queer relationship. But because that is less acceptable in mainstream media, then when it comes time to actually bring that relationship to fruition... They will suddenly back off on it and say, oh, no, no, no. We never meant for that to be a relationship oh, to yeah. begin with. And and it can be very frustrating when, you know, you think about it. If you're straight, you see yourself represented on in TV and in the movies all the time. But if you're gay or lesbian, it's so rare that you see it that when you finally get a sense of, hey, look, it, there's somebody like me. And then that's ripped away from you. It can be really, really devastating. There's another trope that happens in, in film and television that's called uh, kill your gaze. And what TV writers will oftentimes do or movie writers will do is they will bring that relationship to fruition, but they, they feel like we can't actually have that relationship last for a long time because if it does, our straight audience is not going to like it. So the way that we can resolve that whole plot is one of the characters will die. And Ooh. then we don't have to deal with it. And you do it once, okay, I can buy it. You do it a second time, oh, okay, a little bit. But when you start to see it again and again and again, it can be very frustrating and very disappointing for the, the queer audience. Dad, let's do one last one here. This one I know that you know, and that is dead name. Oh, sure, I know dead name because I've heard you use it. And that is... Uh, the name you no longer use because your name was officially changed it is the name that you were born with right we it's a big deal for us because it feels like we want to let it die we want to let that rest it's a really really critical word well we're grateful to have you listen thank you so much for tuning in we hope we're a breath of fresh air for you as you start your week and a reminder to to strengthen your relationships with everyone that's important to you. We'd love your feedback. Dad, if they want to let us know what they think about the podcast, where can they write to us? They can write to us at transcendent at gmail.com. We're looking forward to hearing from you. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, so if you have any ideas or things that you'd like to see from us, let us know, but we cannot wait for what's coming up. Have a terrific rest of your week.